Good morning, and welcome to a very special edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd, and I am for once not joined by my buddy Rob um, this morning, but we will be joined in a few minutes by Rob. Um, just re-recording our intro, we actually had this episode, we were working on it uh, a couple weeks ago, and we recorded an intro that seems you know, horribly outdated at the moment, because um, we were like... I don't know. There's some NFL com- playoff comments that are irrelevant, and, and there were certainly JMU basketball, uh, both teams' comments that I think both teams have played three or four games since we recorded that. Uh, so nothing new there, but we are so delighted to have Coach Laporte from JMU Softball, uh, probably our favorite JMU story of the last year, Sunbelt aside, uh, join us for an extended conversation today, and I think you all are going to love it. Just wanted you to know uh, why this is a little short, and we'll go straight to our interview with Coach. As always, go by the shop there in Harrisonburg at Mossy Creek Fly Fishing, our friends and sponsors, and mention the podcast, and you'll get a free sticker, maybe even some free Mossy Creek coasters. Um, But it's a great time to start thinking about your spring forecast, um, stocking up on the stuff you'll need to get out on the water this spring. And, uh, And then, I don't know, we'll be back with more home field stuff next week. But just wanted you to know that, and we are so excited. You should know this interview <laughs> just made us really, really happy. Um, not just talk to Coach, but the whole process of, of pulling it off. And then we all had some, I don't know, scheduling snafus on both sides. And it's, it's unbelievable. This was the whole way this worked out was another reminder. Um, Coach supports the real deal. And... It, just makes us really proud to be a Duke. So, hope you all enjoy it. Talk to you next week. Go Dukes. And welcome back to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Um, we are thrilled tonight to be joined by one of our, um, I don't know, she's pretty high on our list of uh, people we've been hoping to have on here for a while. Yeah. Uh, we, Coach, we make a list every year and you, you were obviously at the top all year this year, so oh, we're really well, uh, excited to welcome Coach Laporte from JMU Softball. Welcome, Coach. Well, very excited to be here. I actually listened to a bunch of your things. Actually, when we were in Oklahoma City, I was listening to you guys. Um, oh, wow. So, <laughs> so, was, we were so excited. I've gotten into – I'm, like, such a nerd about this. I've, I listen to, like, three other softball podcasts now. Like pretty religiously, I think I've heard you on the in the circle one with the guys from Florida. I know I've heard you on the one with Tara and read um, D one softball one. So yeah, yeah I feel like hopefully, that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully we won't um you know duplicate everything. This is a hometown pod. So yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. my eleven year old son was very excited. He's like, "You're doing a podcast tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, well, we got Coach Laporte." He's like, "From the Women's College World Series." I was, awesome. I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, wow. He's like, you're going to talk about the Oklahoma game? I was like, well, yeah, it's good. All right. Maybe, maybe that'll come yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, look, we'll start with this season, though. We don't want to talk everything about last season. Um, what are you most excited about as we get ready to kick off the season? I mean, you guys play in three weeks, right? Yeah. I, um, so. I think, yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's literally a month away. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what's exciting for us, you know, as a staff and as a program is, is just getting back to a little bit of normal normalcy and playing, you know, a, a 50 game schedule. Um, Cause last year it was 
all over the place. Um, we, you know, we only ended up playing 32 ball games in the regular season. We didn't travel. We didn't hardly stay in hotels. So just getting back to um, what it, you know, was like before COVID. And I think just getting games under our belt. Obviously, we'll talk in this phone call a little bit about what our team dynamic is. And, you know, there is a lot of youth. And we graduated a lot of um, players um, that were on the field last year. But I'm just so excited to see how they play together and how they're figuring each other out. And, you know, we're putting them in pressured situations as much as we can. But everybody knows that, you know, when you step between the lines and the games start, things things start to happen. So I'm just looking forward to that and then really just seeing this team um, start playing. Coach, that's great. And, and we said we don't want to look back, but we got to look back a little bit. Like, how did the experience of, of going to Oklahoma City last year change your preparation for this year? You know, it's cl- clearly a shorter offseason and everything. There's a lot more excitement. But, like, what have you had to do as a coach and as a program to change the way you prepare? Yeah, I mean, I think we have to stay grounded. And, and we've had lots of conversations, you know, with our team. We don't really talk about the World Series much. And we don't talk about last year that much. We really don't. Not with this team because – at some point, you know, we, we've had our celebrations, we've had our ring ceremony, we've been in parades, we've had we've had a lot of things that we did celebrate it this fall. But when we were practicing and, and we were together, you know, with with workouts, it was about this team and who who we are and what what's our identity. And I think it's it, it, it's very different. Um, the chemistry is different. Um, the play is different. The experience is different. And um, I think, you know, I think that was good for them to not feel, you know, they're already feel so much pressure going into this year. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's as expected, but I don't feel like as a coaching staff, we, we always went back to like, this is what we did last year. This is what we did last year because last year is gone. Um, and we have to, we have to figure out who we are as a team this year. Okay. That's awesome. So, we talked to coach Shelley from lacrosse the other night and she explained the number of practices and how regimented is when the NCAA. Now I know you obviously play a lot more games than a typical sport, but like how much time do you get with the team in the fall? Yeah. So we have basically when the first three weeks we're in eight hour sessions with them. So we get them eight hours a week, four hours of skill and then four hours of strength and conditioning. And then we go into like a 20 hour week segment that is like the spring, but that's only for 20, 28 days or it's, you know, it's about four weeks. And we have them for 20 hours a week then. And that's, you know, we that's where we play our scrimmages, our eight fall games, um, which was nice this year because last year we couldn't play any fall games. Um, yeah. So this was our first fall back um, playing some teams. And, and we play local teams, um, you know, mm-hmm. some Division three, some Division two. Uh, we played Longwood and UVA, some Division ones mixed in um, just just to get, you know, live. And, and, and inner squads can get so hard. Um, you have to do them. But with inner squads and scrimmages within your team, it's, it's really difficult as a staff because there's a lose, there's a lose, lose. Like you don't walk out of there feeling good as a team because <laughs> either the hitters do really good or the pitchers do really good. And right. Someone's down leaving the ballpark. Um, right. So just being able to play other teams and being all together, you know, playing against the competition um, is, was important this fall. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what our fall looks like. And then after those four weeks, you know, in November and December, we went back into eight hour weeks and that's really, I I love skill breakdown because that's where we're with our players one-on-one. We're in very small groups throughout the day. It's hard on the coaches because we're literally practicing from 12 to seven at night. And we just have different groups coming in throughout the day, depending on their class schedule. So it's a long day for us, but it's a really good time 
not only to to build them up physically, but to get to know them and to, to form those relationships. Because when you're in team practice, I mean, everything is like regimented and it's quick and you only have two and a half, three hours. But when you're in those skill, you can kind of talk to them and, and a little bit more and just ask them how they are. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. So well, let's get into this year's roster. We'll come back to the pitching because I think, you know, Duke's fans at this point are well aware of where the pitching begins and, and even some extent where it goes from there. But, yeah. um, you know, I think casual fans have kind of freaked out when you actually look at last year's roster and you look at the players who we all saw on TV and we, like, and you're like, okay, everyone graduated. And there was some commentary the other day among our own fan base when you guys have been in the rankings. I think you're 22 in one poll and 25 in the other that like, oh, is this just kind of a nice thing? you know, a nod <laughs> to last year. And yeah. I think people are, uh, I mean, you mentioned there's some turnover, but I think a lot of casual fans have kind of overlooked. You have some talent on this team and you have a we, lot of players that played last year, right? I mean, I was thinking about like, obviously your battery was there, but mm-hmm. I mean, Hall, Shiflet, Phillips. I mean, you yeah. had a bunch of players that played significant roles for you. People who were pinch runners, who contributed in the biggest games, you know, how are you, are you kind of, um, I don't know, maybe cautiously optimistic? <laughs> like, Yeah. And you know, what's, what's funny is, you know, at the end of the year last year, we had conversations with all of those players, you know, Hallie Hall and, and Emily Phillips, Lauren Burnett, who was our mm-hmm. freshman catcher mm-hmm. um, and, and really all the returners. And, and I think everybody knew, you know, what their role was going to be. It, it's going to be different this year. Like yeah. you're going to have to step up and, and get it done. And mm-hmm. I really think, our upperclassmen, our juniors and seniors, um, really took an initiative to to work on their game over the summer, and they got back in the fall, and it was like, wow, like they they were ready, you know, they they were tired of sitting around and, and waiting, and um, and that's exciting. I mean, um, one of the big surprises <laughs> for us was Reed Butler. Um, she had an outstanding fall, um, and I think she's going to be one of our big time players this spring. Um, you know, she had dealt with a couple injuries, and then we redshirted her last year because of an injury. Mm-hmm. But she has been tired of sitting and watching, and uh, <laughs> she came back ready to go. And, and you know, we had a lot of honest conversations um, with the seniors, and I think also our upperclassmen understood what it took for us to do what we did. It wasn't just our talent. Believe me, we were talented. Yep. Um, yep. But just the whole dynamic and chemistry and and fight, it was just – I've never been part of a team that was so close – but at the same time, had their differences. I mean, we were a very opinionated, strong personality group. But man, when they stepped on that field, it was just like they came together. And it was so amazing, you know, to watch as a staff. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what you always want. You know, you you got to have the chemistry. At the end of the day, talent's only going to take you so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my time at JMU in the last 10 years, we've had some pretty good, talented teams. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's been just – something off, you know, like whether it was turmoil within, you know, drama, you know, some, some of the things that happen within a team that no one even knows about, but hands down, this team was the closest as far as unity and and that common goal that I've ever seen. And I think that was another conversation we had with our upperclassmen coming back. Like we have to keep that as well. Um, And culture is very important. And, um, you know, just being good teammates and, and understanding your job and everybody, um, on last year's roster, like had a job, knew what it was and did it to the best of their ability. And that's hard with the portal. Um, yeah. it is. I mean, you know, yeah. everybody wants to play. Um, but, you know, we have 23 ball players, and I'm telling you, not all of you guys are going to play. Um, 
on a consistent basis. You know, that's the reality of, of our game. And um, so just just being able to really accept that and, and, and move forward and, and really, you know, have each other's back. So that's what we've been talking about a lot with our upperclassmen. Um, so, you know, they not only got, you know, their game better, but I think leadership wise, they also had to step up as well because we lost seven seniors. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what about some of the, the younger girls in the program, the freshmen and sophomores? Do you think any of them are ready to just kind of take, you know, learn from the bench or maybe pitch inning? Or do you think any of them are going to play significant roles this year? Well, every single one of our middle infielders are a freshman. So we have four middle infielders and they're all freshmen. So Morgan Maceras, um, Abby Campbell, Jasmine Hall, and Josie Polk. Um, so they're still fighting. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I still don't don't know, you know, where they're going to be or, or where in the lineup or, you know, in the field. So that's exciting. They're all pushing each other, um, learning, you know, what we do. And I think that was the biggest thing this fall is just the amount of teaching we had to do um, and, and teaching on of how we do it. You know, there's lots of philosophies in the game. And um, there are things that we do and we believe in that our freshmen had to get <laughs> mm -hmm. so that, you know, that's kind of those first three to four weeks that we were doing, just teaching them how we do, you know, do things and strategize and, and like that. And then, you know, our sophomores, Alyssa and Lauren Burnett, yeah. they're already in such a <laughs> leadership role being how, you know, how much they played last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, having Lauren behind the plate as a freshman and, and her being able to handle every single pitcher so well because every pitcher is very different you know and you know their personality and what they want from the catcher and she was able to figure that out and um, that was pretty special so she's already kind of I feel like the team already looks at her as a senior which is is crazy because she's very mature too and her and Alyssa know the game so well and they take it very serious when it comes to scouting and, and getting the team prepared um, so that's, that's exciting to have that youth, but that mindset as far as like their leadership roles. Yeah. Well, I have to say that thing with Lauren, um, there were two plays in, in your Oklahoma city trip that I thought of like knowing, the, like she knew she got a break on that first ball at the first game with Oklahoma. Like she was the first person to get on base, but yes. she knew how important that was too. You could tell by her, like, she was like, Oh, this is a big deal. And then of course she was the most like. I don't know. It just seemed like on the crazy Odyssey play, the Oklahoma State game, like <laughs> yeah. her little jump, like she knew. I think her and Amanda Scarborough, who was doing the game, were like the only two people who like fully grasped in the moment, like what a play that, like the whole ramification yeah. of that. Because I know as a fan, I was like, I have to see that like four times before I understand this. I know. <laughs> and, you know, Lauren is such a composed player. She doesn't, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't ride the highs and lows. She kind of stays um, pretty even keel. So it was kind of cool to see her come out a little bit and get um, really excited for her pitchers. Fired because, up. Yeah, yeah, she I mean, she was so fired up in the last three weeks of the season. And I think it really made mm. a big difference. And it, it gave our pitchers a lot of confidence. Now, you meant, we mentioned Alyssa and you talked about the experience she got last season. What about this offseason? You know, she was out playing junior nationals like that's a pretty big experience. I got to imagine that's huge in terms of confidence and, and maturity. What was that like for her? Yeah. I mean, you know, we were so excited. Um, you know, when she, she was an alternate over the summer, she went to the trials at Oklahoma city and then she got a phone call. I think it was in September saying that they wanted her to come to worlds that she was going to be on the mm -hmm. team. I don't know what ended up happening, but she moved up and, and got to travel, um, you know, in December. And I think for her, like, it was just 
so exciting to put that, you know, uniform, that USA across your chest. I don't, I don't care yeah. what it is when you get to put that shirt on. Um, I, I remember um, she got the package in the mail, a big box of all her USA stuff. And she brought it to, to Memorial and oh my gosh, she her and Lauren were just jumping up and down. She was taking everything out. Um, so just, just the excitement. And I think it was good for her to see, um, you know, high level um, play um, with her team too. I mean, she, you know, when they were practicing, they, they were pitching against each other um, and, and just be in the mix. And she did a really good job. I mean, every outing that she had. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. well. So um, that, that was exciting as well. And she was in communication, you know, with, with coach Libby a lot and, and myself during that whole, you know, those two weeks of her playing, and, um, you know, we tried to keep up as much as we could. I think what was hard was there wasn't that much video. Like we were watching the live stats yeah. and, and keeping up with the Twitter feed. So I wish the video was a little bit better. Um, but it, it is it was very good for her going into the spring. Yeah. And on the other level, I mean, how exciting that Jalen is now on the big team USA. Right. I mean, yes. I, yeah. right, I mean, I, it, it's just incredible right now what's that and yeah, Rob I had and I, with yeah. Her, yeah a couple yeah. weeks ago and you know I, I just talked to her and I just was like what was the tryout like she was like coach it was it was the best tryout like I've ever had like I, I there's no way I could have had a better showing and Jalen Jalen's another player that kind of stays pretty even keel she doesn't get emotional mm -hmm. she gets fired up and she's very competitive yeah. um but just to hear her talk with that much confidence um mm -hmm. was pretty awesome um, and she, you know, enjoyed the experience, but uh, honestly her playing in Japan, you know, she's been in Japan playing professionally since she graduated. Yeah. It is, you know, she has just grown and matured so much, um, not just as a player, but as a person and, and talking to her and having lunch with her, it was like so different now compared to three years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. and she just, I've never met anybody in my entire life that loves the game as much as Jalen Ford. She truly loves the game of softball and does everything she can. Um, you know, she puts her heart and soul into it. And and that's hard to do. And and it's hard to play in Japan as many years, you know, as she's played. Um, there's yeah. only, you know, another, only one other Americans on the, you know, on the team. And, um, but she has so many good friends over there and informs so many good relationships. And she told me that she's, you know, her goal is to play over there for 10 years. So she's got five more. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So she's really in it. That's great. That, that's yeah. really cool. Cause that's not an easy thing to do. I think a lot of people see like college athletes and they're like, Oh, just go play in Europe for a while. Like it's nothing like picking up and moving to another yeah. country while trying to make it an official sport is just yeah. like, oh, and Japan just... is no joke. I mean, it is, yeah. they, they have three a days. I mean, they, they are softball, softball, softball. Um, but it, it, it's the best place to go to actually make a, a living. Um, they, they, you know, their contracts are great um, and they're not going to make that kind of money anywhere else. So to be asked to, you know, to go to Japan and get the invite, like you want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's top of the mountain. Well, yes, it's, pretty, it it's pretty exciting though right now with this like Athletes Unlimited opportunity to yeah. like just getting to watch some of our play. I mean, for fans, it's been really cool to actually get to see, you know, the players we followed for years right. playing at the next level. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm a little bit hopeful right now. I feel like softball, and I, I know we're biased, but you know, I, I, yeah. it just seems like the sport, in, at least at the collegiate level, that just has, you know, the most potential right now. So for it's, sure. It's and Athletes Unlimited was, it's awesome. It really yeah. is. It's yeah. not too long. Um, you know, and it's a point system and yeah. it, I, I really like the setup and I really enjoy watching it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I was a little worried with Odyssey, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a yeah. lot of good hitters in the year before <laughs> yeah. 
It was like home run derby. I mean, yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I mean, the pitchers got got beat up. I mean, you had the best hitters in the country in that yeah. league. And I do feel like Odyssey held her own um, yeah. and, and d- did such a great job, you know, from seeing. I mean, it's hard when you're seeing the same hitters over and over again um, and, and yeah. those six-week time span. Yeah. Um, so she, I talked to her a lot during that that time period and you know each week they draft different teams so it gets exciting and you're strategizing and and trying to figure out still how to play as a team but also earn points individually um (laughs) um, it's a fun format it's a fun format it's it's really cool i I really like it yeah and it's great for growth of the game you know Mm -hmm. attaching the personalities to it making the fun and you know you really are forced to learn about each player because everything's switching up every week so yeah, absolutely. But women's softball in general is blowing up. I mean, you look at the ratings, and we obviously like to say, so, you know, the JMU balance, but that's not all of it. That's some of it. But <laughs> the games, it's just, it's a terrific mm-hmm. television product. I mean, like in the span of watching a college football game, you can watch a doubleheader and it's action, you know, it's action packed. It's like bang, bang plays all the time, plenty of highlights. It's just, I really feel like the sport is on the cusp of taking off. Um, are you seeing that more in terms of excitement with recruiting and like, um, obviously, you guys are connected with the Valley, perhaps more than any other Jamie program. But just in terms of growth of the game, from your perspective, who's been involved in it for so long, it, are our percent? Are we just late to the party, or is it really a moment of growth? No, I don't think you're late. No, not late to the party. But I do think in the last five years, like that that whole super regional World Series, the you know those three weeks, um, being on ESPN has been a game changer, um, and and how much television has changed the growth of the game. Um, because it has been a sport, you know, in the past that wasn't televised a whole lot, unless you go on a computer and try to watch it on, you know, Flow or Facebook Live. So I do think the exposure has helped us a lot and the exposure starting earlier, because that's where you start getting attached to the teams is in supers. Mm -hmm. And then when they get to the World Series, you already kind of know their story. So you're really invested. And and I think for us, you know, we had so many great stories. I mean, ESPN did a fantastic job at digging deep with our team and really getting like the whole country just, you know, fighting for us. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I was, I was just walking downtown um, in Oklahoma city and people were screaming out the window, coach, we love you. We had Oklahoma fans coming up to us that were, you know, had been diehard, you know, sooner fans their entire life. And be like, we you know, our, our big time Oklahoma fans, but we deep down, like want you guys to win, like, it, you know, and that's just, it was, it was incredible. And I just feel like our players did such a good job at handling it all. You know, they didn't want to get to yeah. their head. They understood the impact they were making and they were playing for something so much more, you know, it, it was, it was more about like what we were able to do. Um, and they, they did, they stayed, they stayed who they were. And they knew that, you know, they weren't just playing for, for, you know, the university. I mean, it was for the whole country. And the people that reached out to us during that time, you know, Ron Rivera and, and Terrell Owens and Billie Jean King, like just so many people that you wouldn't even think would watch our sport, you know, were so invested in it. And um, yeah. it, it was funny, our administrator, um, Mr. White, Kevin White, who played football at JMU, he's a double duke, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's with us the whole time. And he was telling me he was getting phone calls from his football guys that had never watched the sport before, but they were like all in. And, um, it was pretty cool to just hear the stories and how we impacted so many people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll tell you as people who kind of were living and, and breathing with it, watching every pitch, just to be on like JMU Twitter and see former football players and all the you expect the athletes at JMU tend to pick each other up and they tend to be most vested, but to see people who hadn't played in ten years from women's basketball, men's basketball, and like what seemed neat is it seemed like you and the girls were taking the time to enjoy it, but not be overwhelmed by it and still stay focused, like. From the outside, like it looks like you really couldn't have handled it any better. You could imagine it like people being so caught up in the excitement, just want to sign autographs or anything, that they get out there. You know, it's you get your doors blown off. But like you guys were yeah. competing, seemed focused, but also seemed to like look around and say, "Wow, this is neat. We should take this in and enjoy it." It was really cool. Was that just the culture you guys have built? You guys have been building towards this and just like enjoy the game or dumb luck? Like what? What was going on? No, there? I think it was a couple things. I'm not gonna lie. So what? I think. The year in 2019, when we beat Michigan and, and how we beat Michigan, I mean, that was the craziest doubleheader I've ever been a part of in my entire life. You know, we, we had to come back and play that Monday because of weather. And we, you know, we swept them in two. Um, they were the undefeated team. And I mean, the ball games were unreal. Megan pitched just lights out every game pretty much. And then like, after we were able to do that, then we had to go to UCLA. Yeah. And for some reason, um, we like, we freaked out as a team, yeah. like, Oh my God, we have to play UCLA, Rachel Garcia, like our whole demeanor and who we were completely changed at that next step. Yeah. And we told the team as a staff, like when we went to Knoxville, we told the team, we're like, we are the most veteran team in this whole postseason. There are more players on this team that have been to a postseason more than any team in the postseason. Yeah. So just like, that mindset of, of knowing that we belong and that we have been here before. And just that, that in the back of your mind, just knowing you have that experience and knowing, you know, you've done it longer than anybody else. It just gave us confidence and we never ever changed depending on who we played. We were not intimidated. We were not scared. And I don't know if that's something we didn't necessarily tell them, tell the team, Hey, you know, you guys changed when you went from Michigan to UCLA. We're not doing that this year. Like, we didn't actually say that. Right. Um, but I think they understood. Let's let's not, like, change who we are based on who we're playing. Um, and I feel like we've always done a pretty good job at that. Like, we don't care who who's ranked at this. And we don't name – we don't care, you know, the name across your chest. Like, we're just going to play us and we're going to be gritty and we're going to give you a game. Um, and I, But I think, you know, every step that we took from the postseason, we weren't – scared um from top to bottom in the circle defensively in the lineup like it didn't matter who was pitching okay let's let's figure out you know the scouting um and, and let's move forward and and that's that's what happens when you have a veteran team so i think that definitely had some play in it <laughs> yeah so, so coach, <laughs> I, I gotta ask you you mentioned espn and the effect that they have um you know and what a great opportunity that is so no more flow after this year. Well, I mean, I guess we got a couple more months, but we're going to the Sun Belt, right? And yeah. the Sun Belt is, um, needless to say, the reason, you know, we were not, Dukes were not alone in uh, their excitement for the Sun Belt move. And the funny thing to us was it wasn't football fans that were the most excited. Like nationally, I think softball fans were more excited about this move than just about any other sport. Um, this is a whole new world for you all. And whole new world. Whole new I, world. I gotta tell you, Rob and I have talked to some guys from the Rage and Review podcast, which is uh -huh. the Lafayette. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and uh, 
Needless to say, they they're are quite very, familiar with, with the team. Yes, they are <laughs> quite familiar with JMU softball and very excited about this. I mean, does this is this exciting for you? And or is it, you know, how do you guys approach this? It's obviously weird. Like what you know what's Yeah, it is. Thing? And you know, I don't feel like we have really focused on it yet, being that we're not playing mm-hmm. in it right. this spring. That's right. not really where our heads have been mm-hmm. with our team. Right. You know, that's going to happen over the summer and the fall. And, um, you know, we're pretty much playing a CAA schedule this year. I mean, yep. we're, we, yep. we're playing every weekend, like, you know, that's on the schedule that was set out, you know, in the summer. So I don't feel like we've kind of gotten there yet. Um, right. And I don't think we need to yet. Now, when this season's over, um, yep. our, our mindset's got to change. Um, <laughs> every weekend, I mean, they had four teams go to the NCAA. And a lot of the teams in the Sun Belt are very, you know, they are gritty. And they are not easy to play. And like you just said, like Louisiana Lafayette, I mean, it's a softball school. Those fans eat, sleep, breathe ULL softball. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've never played there, but I've heard a lot of stories. Like they're very nice fans. They're, they're good people. And they, I think they have these amazing tailgates and they actually like give our give the opposing fans this food and all that even the players but man when it when the first pitch is thrown i mean you better watch out because it's one it's of the raucous. craziest yeah. yeah yeah it's it's one of the craziest places i've heard you know to play at um but i mean just all the teams um, yeah. troy and and south alabama and texas state i mean you know it it is going to be every single weekend you cannot let your guard down well no i mean i think a lot of national softball people were saying you know this is arguably maybe the third, like could make a claim to be the third or fourth best conference in the nation now. I mean, I, you know, it, I mean, obviously the SEC and the Pac-12 are what they are, mm-hmm. but when the realignment's all said and done and Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC and not in the Big 12 anymore, I mean, yeah. that group you just listed of four or five teams at the top is going to be as hard as anywhere. So that's really exciting. Um, and I can also tell you, Coach, on the tailgate scene, uh, March 12th this year, you, I know, I think you all host Arkansas and Lehigh uh-huh. on the same day, right? Yeah. So you have three SEC teams on the schedule, I think. Ole Miss, Florida, and <laughs> Arkansas. And mm-hmm. um, yes, we're we're working hard on promoting that that uh, <laughs> that Arkansas game as a as a tailgate game. As a um, spring yeah. tailgate. Oh, oh, well, yeah, lacrosse hosts Rutgers that day too. Um, we were talking Got like it. this is a day that fans need to uh, come know, out, come, come <laughs> down to the come down to the valley and get in get in yeah. the mix. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah our schedule definitely um it's challenging um but i think it's it's definitely important for you know a, a year like this year um you know you this obviously we we can't compete in our conference championship so you have to put together a schedule where it's a high rpi and we've always kind of had the philosophy of of going challenging at the beginning and and really throwing our kids into the fire Um, so, you know, obviously things might change a little bit when we get into next year and how we schedule the preseason, but this year was very important that we play high RPI teams in order to have a chance of of getting an at-large. Um, and luckily we, you know, didn't have to do a lot of shifting around when we did find out there wasn't, you know, a CAA tournament. I know that there have been some teams that have had to rethink some things, um, in order to even have a shot in at-large. Um, because that's based on your schedule. I mean, it really is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it, we whatever happens, happens. But I think it's going to be good for this team to understand yeah. what high-level ball is all about. Right. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm sure I'm sure you and the team are disappointed that you can't play. But how much of a motivator is it going in, like knowing that you know every game matters, maybe even more so than in years past, because it is all about building to an at-large bid. Um, is that helpful? Yeah, <laughs> it is. And honestly, COVID is still in our back pockets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, you know, and I yeah. think last year that was our mindset. Like, we have to do everything that we can to be able to, you know play each day and every game is so important because we don't ever know when it's our last. I mean, there are so many teams across the country that had to be shut down for two weeks. And it was just, I mean, even in, in, in some of the JMU sports programs and, and some of it, you know, is out of your hands, but our girls did an incredible job at doing everything that could just stay in a bubble. And honestly, it's even harder this year with, with this variant that we're dealing with right now with Omicron yeah. and, and how contagious it is. And, you know, this is going on three years. I mean, it has yeah. been extremely hard on these athletes and they yeah. have done an incredible job at handling everything that's been thrown at them because it is not easy to train when you're inside, you're in the weight room, you're running around in a mask, but we have to do it. We have to mm -hmm. do it. And um, yeah, it's it, the testing. I mean, I think we yeah. counted up, we, we got tested 58 times oh. last year, oh um, you know, wow. doing it three times a week. And you know, freaking out when we got to the postseason. I'm not going to lie. Like every yeah. time we had to take a test, I was just holding my breath because yeah. I mean, you look what happened to NC state, you I know, know. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that could have happened easily to any of us, especially, you know, when you don't go every year, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those firsts for our program. And I, I was like, if COVID shuts us down, like <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. But, um, you know, our girls did take it serious, but it's hard. It's so hard. Um, and, you know, we're dealing with, with things right now and, and just trying to get through it. Yeah. So I got one more roster question I got to ask. Um, okay. How does the staff set up behind Alyssa this year? I mean, yeah. you know, not that you've nailed that down entirely, but, you know, we all, I think we all are aware at, at, and the national media seems to have forgotten that Alyssa – um, was an incredibly strong pitcher for JMU last year. Um, yeah. Or, uh, you know, really carried this team for a month or so. Well, if you um, think about it, Alyssa yeah. and Alexis did. Um, yeah. So, when, mm -hmm. I mean, Cece was, you know, for, for teams that really, did, I mean, for people that are, didn't really follow us during the season, like Odyssey didn't even pitch until middle of April, end of April, because of her injury. Yeah. So, you know, Alyssa and Alexis literally carried us, you know, for – 60, 70% of the season. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is when Odyssey got back, it was just, I mean, she was full go and she was rested and like everything felt good. So it just added so much confidence to not only our staff, but our entire team because Alyssa and Alexis did so well. I mean, we had only lost one game with them and then you add Odyssey back in the mix. It was like, Holy smoke. So, you know, I think that experience was good for both of them mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. that role of, Okay, like our number one went down and we got to figure out a way. And now, you know, it's our year. And um, I think they complement each other really well. Um, and then we have three freshmen um, mm -hmm. that two of them are pitcher utilities that will probably also be hitting or playing another position. Isabel Fishman, Lexi Rogers. Um, we have a local girl, Taylor Hankins from Page County um, and then Meredith Wells from Roanoke. So, you know, I would say you know, Alyssa and Lex have had the most experience when it comes to games, but uh, you know, I think anybody can get in there and, and, and eat some innings for us. Good. Well, Page County has been good to you before. So they have. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sure. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So when are we going to get a Northern neck pitcher coach? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, right. 
I want it. I want it. I, I, I was sure. like, I know your <laughs> Northumberland people would love to have it. <laughs> Yes. Another famous Duke here, right? Yeah. Yes. And you know, I, I actually went down um, to the state championship that was at Rappahannock um, okay. Auburn High School out of, you know, the Christiansburg area yeah. was playing Rappahannock and uh, wow. we ended up getting Kirsten Fleet. So yeah. she she was the pitcher for Auburn. So we're oh, excited. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yes. you know, I, and she wasn't even in the mix. So she was committed to Georgia. Um, so I wasn't even like watching her. I just went down there because it's Northern Neck. It's my hometown. Um, I just felt like I needed to be there and, mm-hmm. uh, she was pitching. I was like, Holy cow, this kid's good. And then, you know, um, Georgia had a coaching change and she decommitted and, and we got her and we're, Oh my gosh, we're so excited. You know, we love Virginia girls. I yep. think that's a big thing, you know, just recruiting locally. And every single one of our all Americans are from the state of Virginia. Uh, we have four all Americans in this program and all of them are from literally like 30 minutes away. Right. Um, CC is about two hours. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, just playing for your home state. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's something different about it. Um, so mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to have her in a couple of years. Um, and, you know, we, we've kind of recruited everywhere. We've, we've had success um, really in, in a lot of parts of the country, yeah. um, the Midwest, uh, Florida girls, um, you know, with Logan Newton and, and Taylor Newton and Morgan Toll. So um, it's just, it's, it's not about, you know, necessarily like, where in the country it's more about the person they are and, and just the fit and, and, you know, their love for JMU. Like we don't, we don't want players that don't want to be here. Um, and you know, we're, we're really big on if you're making the effort, you're coming to camp and you want to play for us. Like that means like you want to, you want to be here. Um, we're not used car salesmen and <laughs> trying to convince you to come here. Like, you know, most of our kids wanted to come to JMU. Um, so they just play with a little bit well, more. We've got a buddy who yes. we got to push Prisonzano's niece is big time oh, recruit, yeah. getting recruited all over. He's steadily trying to push her towards JMU. So there you go. <laughs> well, we keep wondering, and we've been wondering this with football, and it, you know, we'll I guess we'll know in three or four years. But you guys are going to be going from being like sort of a southern team in a northern conference to now yeah. you're going to be like a northern team in a southern conference. Yeah, and I have, right. I have. We've been wondering like, is there a market inefficiency here for northern players? Um, mm-hmm. who want to play like sort of big time Southern and that's not just softball, right? That's football or, I mean, there's a bunch of sports that could apply to. Um, yeah. And you know, you the know, North could East... end up with a great kid from Pennsylvania, yeah. New Jersey, who yeah. thinks like my parents don't want to drive nine hours, but like right. four is doable, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And the Northeast has become really competitive. I would say, you know, in the last five years, like the players in the Northeast, I, I feel like it's just always been a part of the state that's been tough for those players because, they don't get to play, but be outside, but for more than two months out of the year where, you know, in the the South, they're training just all year long. So, um, but we have a ton of, of Pennsylvania girls and have, you know, Sarah Mm -hmm. Jubis, Lauren Burnett, Mm -hmm. um, Morgan Maceris. We, I mean, Lexi Rogers, we have a lot of Northeast players on our team. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, we, we've always kind of recruited up there as well. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. So. <laughs> no, this is a weird flipping of the, yeah, who knows? Well, and I guess we'll ask that. Um, is it weird? I, I mean, we all are, I hope, um, I guess we want to ask about Sarah, right? It yeah. looks like she's going to play this season yeah. at Carolina. Um, yeah. She, as we understand it, um, got into pharmacy school, which is, you know, A, difficult and B, you know, potentially lucrative career. Like, yes. I, I don't, it does not appear that she was in the transfer portal because of um, 
like she wanted to be a Tar Heel, you know, like over. Yeah, yeah, like so Sarah, you know, decided um, in September she got into UNC Pharmacy School and it was one of her, you know, top schools that she wanted to get into. And um, she came to, you know, we talked to her. We're like, you know, you have another year. Like, what do you want to do? We want you back, but we understand like she's a very, very high academic kid. And, you know, pharmacy school is always what she is always what she wanted to do when she first got here. Um, So, um, you know, for her to be able to get into a a very, very good pharmacy school was important. And then when she got in, you know, we had the conversation in October and she was like, coach, like I'm going to go to pharmacy school. Um, and so she, you know, she was already lined up. She had classes already, you know, in January, she had an apartment and everything. So we knew she was going. And then I think, um, after our season was over, um, coach Papa, you know, got word that she was coming there, um, had already, you know, gotten into school, got an apartment. She was actually already down there. Um, yeah. cause she went down pretty early to get everything straight. And, um, she didn't, I, I don't really know what happened, you know, but she didn't play this fall. And I think they kind of worked something out where, where now she's playing this spring. So, you know, I hope she, she's been an incredible player for us. And, and I hope, you know, she can finish it strong um, at UNC. We don't play him this year. Thank goodness. So. <laughs> That's where we'll see him. So. Well, yeah. yeah. Rob and I are hoping that uh, JMU fans have been, have always been good about this transfer situation and very like realistic um, about it. You know, both. Yeah. I, I think even, even coaches, um, you know, at times coach Dean, coach Houston come to mind of people who have gone on and, our fan base has not been like angry about it, you know? You know? Yeah. And, um, and I think the hardest thing is just knowing, understanding like the whole situation. And a lot of times fans and, and people, you know, just don't know the whole story and, and what it all entails. And, and there's a lot that goes into it. It really is. Um, so, you know, it is nice to have a fan base that, you know, is supportive um, of all of our athletes. Cause at the end of the day, like we want everybody to be happy and we want everybody to find their fit. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's what it's about. And, and no, I, I'm one of those people. I'm just, I hate holding, I'm just not a grudge holder. And I want, you know, especially players that have come through the program and, and been successful and, and really have done so much for the program. I don't want any bad, you know, anything, um, upon them if they leave. Like, I just think that's crazy. And I just think you know, life is too short, um, yeah, to have yeah. any kind of grudges. It, it just is. Um, so we'll always support the players that leave and shoot. I'd love to still have relationships with them. <laughs> love it. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, uh, coach, thank you so much for the time. Uh, you know, yeah. I just, I hope that your players and your program understand. I mean, Kate's home run in the Oklahoma game in game one of the world series is mm-hmm. like Rob and I have been doing this a long time. We've been doing this since 2009. And I was, we were talking about like 10, 50, you know, whatever it is, 12 years from now, 13 years from now, like that's going to be on our summertime list of like greatest JMU moments ever. I mean, yeah. just in terms of, the pure, like, of- ah, like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can put more clutch situations in, in a tournament as, as we did. I mean, our players like, and that's something that's so hard for coaches. Like that stuff takes time. Like, being able to be clutch and being a gamer and handling pressure, like a lot of players that have to to develop into that, you know, and there were just so many clutch situations. And I was just like, wow. Like, and like I said earlier, they, they just weren't intimidated and they believed that they belonged. And when you have a team that has that mindset, like it's, it's pretty special. Um, so, you know, I just, that's what we're trying to instill in, in this young team 
it doesn't matter that we're young. Like you've been playing just as long as everybody else. Um, so like, let's just go all out, you know, like don't hold back. And I think that's going to have to, you know, they're going to have to think about that a lot going into the spring, um, instead of second guessing. Yeah. Well, they've got a lot of people behind them and I just can't, I, I really hope that COVID and the weather cooperate this year. Yeah. We haven't been outside much. I'm not going to lie. I know weather is always weird and, and it's hard for fans too, because you guys go, you, you know, go play in these big tournaments that you need to play against the bigger yeah. teams um, early in the season. And it takes a while to get home, but yeah. I can well, tell we, you, like we spend a lot of time in Shenandoah County in my house up at Bryce. <laughs> and there are so many people who have been like, is there any games we can go to? Like, when do they play? <laughs> like, I just can't tell you like how yeah. just, and I know you guys are getting some, I don't know, fancy stuff out there at Veterans. We are. That's what I was just going to say. I, you know, we, we cannot ask for a better facility. I mean, like, like we just said, like we haven't been outside, but for two days since we've been back for spring because Mm. of temperatures and of snow and our field guys are absolutely amazing. I mean, we got 10 inches of snow on Monday and Tuesday, you know, a couple weeks ago, they had it all completely gone on Wednesday. So Wednesday, you know, baseball and and us got to practice outside because that was the warmest day of the week. It was like, (laughs) Still like 45. Um, but like, it's just like, and now, you know, they're doing a demo on our locker room starts tomorrow, actually. Um, so they're, they're, they're given, you know, everything a facelift. And I think that's, what's so nice, you know, being at JMU, like the administration has been so great. President Alger, you know, everybody, Charlie King and, and everybody, um, when it comes to figuring out how to take care of, you know, us, every sports programs, not just football and basketball. Um, and that's pretty special. Um, to be a part of a university that does that, not just in-house, but also just the support. I mean, our fan base and our community, um, it, it was it was pretty special. Now you just got to stick with us. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. This has been the most exciting. Yeah, it, it's the most fun thing. And I just, I, I really do. I mean, it was more, I, we, Robin and I talked about it a lot, but last year's run was more reminiscent of 2004 JMU football mm-hmm. for the old guys like us where it was just so special because yeah. it was, you know, you don't get to, you only get to do the it's first time once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it just, I don't know. It just felt so wonderful. I don't know. And it, there was yeah. none of the, like, eh, the coach so much pride. Is, where are we moving? Like, and there was none of the <laughs> other baggage. It was just like, we want to win this game. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, like we love these kids. We've, and, and you guys had this, you know, last year with the super seniors, obviously we we were right. invested in a few of those players in a way that right. we hadn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. could aren't usually yeah. with college athletes. So it's awesome. But look, good luck to your team this year. We can't thank, thank you. you enough for this time. <laughs> I, I, as you can tell, we're just, we're delighted to have you. And, and we're so excited yeah. to be, you know, to be JMU softball fans this year and, and into yeah. the Sun Belt. I mean, it, it's really fun. It means I, a lot. It really does. Yeah. And our players, you know, they, you guys give us momentum as well. And, yeah. uh, even though we were pretty, there there were a lot of Oklahoma fans and a lot of Missouri fans. I can tell you what, like our fans still were able to give us so much energy. Um, you know when we were we were playing, and uh, that that hasn't always happened. Um, you know when we've gone to the postseason, but it was on it was on a different level with fan base as well. And I yeah. don't think you guys know how important it is yeah. to have that for yeah. a team. I mean, it gives you so much more just momentum going into games um yeah. so that was pretty special as well well and i'm just hopeful well, it was I mean, fun the- for us fans you know reconnecting <laughs> with with 
guys we hadn't heard from you getting text messages from old roommates and college yeah. brothers it was a lot of fun there was a lot of excitement all over the country so yeah thank you really great so, good luck coach and um hopefully we'll talk to you i don't know after you get an at-large bid to the tournament how about that okay. <laughs> yeah. that's the plan all right, all all right. right. Well, good luck talk to you soon thank you good thanks day. coach Tulsa County stores. 